Our next guest had a terrific day. I, I mentioned earlier, Dino, sometimes you, you sit back and think a star was born today, and I reckon we saw one yesterday with Tom Kitten in the spring champion. James Cummings joins us. James, good morning. I, I know I can go overboard at times, but, gee, I think we did see a potential star in Tom Kitten yesterday. Yeah, g'day, Ray. No, I don't think you go overboard. I think you're spot on. Hi, Dino. Thanks for having me on. No he worries, good, wasn't he? he? He was good, Tom Kitten, wasn't he, oh, Ray? He'd, acceleration, he'd, uh, yeah. He'd, he'd, had, he'd had one tough run after another, and, uh, you know, I was starting to lean towards Colin Hayes' book of 101 Excuses there by the <laughs> third one, yeah. telling them why the horse got beaten on Monday. But he, he, was, uh, he was imperious. Oh. in that spring champion stakes yesterday and uh and, and an absolute thrill for us to see a horse take full flight like that who uh, who who you know as you as you're alluding to has a very very bright future yeah it was a sight to behold great ride adam hieronymus how, how has he pulled up and i know when you see a horse win easy you think oh he's had an easy run but a couple of factors he he's had a long spring they ran good time yesterday i know he won by a margin so how has he pulled up james and is the derby still on the horizon for next saturday well he's he's pulled up great he was uh he was towing his his uh his strapper jess around there after the race yesterday and uh and i actually actually saw the horse get on the float depart the course uh he um you know, it actually reminded me a lot of Colette winning the Adrian Knox, you know, watching them yeah. get on the float like they just had a 10 furlong gallop. But um, I couldn't help but wonder, well, I hope he didn't do too much in drawing away by nearly four lengths in that group one there yesterday. But uh, but he, he look, he, he, did pull, he did pull up well. Um, he has a tendency to come out on a Monday after a run. and you, you, He's so tough, Tom Kitten, you wouldn't know he's had a run. But we'll, um, we will... Actually, have a talk about it today because it's a, it's a difficult situation having not booked a jockey, and uh, and, and he's a popular ride in the race. You know they've got they've got uh, they've got to get themselves sorted. So we'll probably come up with an answer today, and I'll, I'll, I'm expecting to be on the phone with Vin Cox and Jason Walsh today about it. Fair enough. A bit exciting to see what he does next start in the Derby, hopefully, and particularly next autumn because he is very very good. What about next Saturday? You've got some terrific chances. Well. We'll stay at Flemington. Cylinder, all systems go for the Coolmore stud, James. Yes, yes, he's uh, he's set to run in the in the Coolmore. A very important race for him. He's, um, you know, he's come through that he's come through that uh, Everest like uh, like it's toughened him up nicely. He, he, he um, I think he'd be I think he'd be ready to go, but uh, but it's certainly certainly going to be interesting seeing both he and Shinzo dropping back to three-year-old set weights company. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile. Meanwhile, there's you know there's, there's King's Gambit who at least has had a bit of experience up the straight, and uh, you know talking about Tom Kitten, who's by a young sire Harry Angel. There's a Harry Angel filly going into the race off the last start win in the Danehill, um, Stretton Angel. That looks a very talented horse, lightly raced, came through came through Adelaide as a two year old, and uh, and it's very important for our business to have a young sire like Harry Angel throwing up two top class horses in his first crop. And over various distances too, James. Yeah, the versatility is a big factor. Mm. But uh, but our Tom Kitten, he's he's line bred to Machiavellian, and and so you can get a you can get a feel for why the horse is so effortlessly uh, performing over a middle distance. Mm. And uh, you know, you know a, a few of the, a few of those Melbourne jockeys have have written to me and, and said the Derby does look his race. Uh, James, how are, are Golden Mile and Pericles ahead of the Golden Eagle? 
Yeah, they're good, Dino. They're, look, Pericles went into the... Uh, he'll, go, he'll go into that Golden Eagle with massive improvement. You know, if I can channel a little bit of my inner Danny Shum, I might be <laughs> able to get him improved just as much as Romantic Warrior did after the Turnbull. But, he's, but I've given him three weeks from that Silver Eagle after a, after a little setback, uh, missing the Epsom. And, uh, and he, was, he was one of one of a handful of horses that was up on a pretty, pretty uh, busy tempo. And he was the only one fighting it out after the, you know, over the concluding stages. So he'll improve a stack and back to 1500 for Pericles. He's spot on. He's, um, you know, that's, that, that's, that street boss four-year-old looks like he's, um, he's really ready to go. And Golden Mile, I, you know, I think, I think Golden Mile could have, I think he could have run a lot better just for the, just, just if he didn't quite get so keen over the mile in the King Charles. Mm. His run in the Epsom, you would have seen, was enormous. Uh, looked home there with 150 to go. And, uh, and and dropping back to 1500, you know, is something, you know, I think there's something in his favour rather than remaining at 1600. I just think he's just got a bit more pace about him at this prep. And uh, look, he, he was a winner of the Theo Marks there and, and uh, um, you know, three, three, three starts ago. So I think he's going to look good getting to that Golden Eagle and, uh, and you know, set weights for you off race. I'd say... Um, I'd say we've got two very interesting runners. Exactly. You had a really good chance last year with a horse called Valana, and unfortunately he drew 20 of 20. So Tuesday night's barrier draw. James, to state the obvious, it, it's crucial for this race, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know who from this household is going to be taking my kids around for Halloween on Tuesday night, but I hope whoever <laughs> doing that barrier draw doesn't give me any frights. <laughs> they can be costly, those barrier draws, with, a, with big fields being assembled. Mm. And it would be nice to get a, a nice cushy run for both of our horses. Yeah. Have you, have you finalised your jockeys for both, James? Uh, uh, yes. I've, yeah. got, uh, I've got Zach Lloyd booked for one horse. And I've got Ben Mellon booked for the other. Okay, yeah. And just on young Zach, I know Dino wants to ask a question, but just on young Zach, his development, along with um, the young young riders like Dylan Gibbons and Tyler Schiller, who rode beautifully yesterday, three young men, um, they are just outstanding young jockeys, great advertisements for the sport, and, and they're the future of Sydney race, and they'll be around for a long, long time, James. Yeah, that's, that's true, and... Uh, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for supporting the young young guns mm-hmm. coming through. So Zach's had a lot of support, and uh, and and he's um, and he's really trying to make the most of it. He he now is in the thick of it without any claim in all the other races outside the group races, and it's important that he he can keep a level head as he rides the ups and downs and the run of outs and the, you know the, the the good runs that you have as a jockey. But um, but look at you know but look at Tyler Schiller as an example. He, there's no young rider working harder than him. Zach Lloyd's working very hard too, but no, no young rider working any harder than Tyler. And he's he's regularly not on the top top two or three in the jockeys challenge, but um, in the in the uh, in the markets in the mornings. But by the time you get to five o'clock in the afternoon, he's challenging for the win. Yeah. And and he's he's uh, he's just edged clear in the Sydney Jockey Premiership after the winners he rode yesterday at Randwick. Yeah. So. He's a Great credit to Tyler Schiller. He's ridden he's ridden for me this season and and uh, and he'll be he'll be riding for us he'll be riding for us a little more. Exactly. Just a quick one, James. We had an SMS. Barber was scratched yesterday. What what are your plans with Barber? Yeah, so Barber jumped out up the straight uh, on Friday at at Flemington and he went particularly well. I've just tinkered with his gear a little bit and I liked what I saw in his workout. Uh, he 
he uh, he's a good fresh horse. So I see the horse that um, I see the horse that won the Roman Consul's equal favourite for the for the for the Coolmore, King's Gambit. Yep. And, uh, and, it, and it might not be beyond uh, a barber to get back to his best with a little tinker of the gear and and, and run a race there. How in the Coolmore start? Yeah. Are you a music fan, James? Uh, yeah. Look, I don't mind my music, but it, you know, what are you what are you thinking, Dino? Well, our talk topic today is because I went to Paul McCartney last night, so it's prompted our talk topic being best and worst concerts you've been to. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot here. Out of left field here, James. <laughs> what can you remember? What was the best one? You must have been to a couple of good ones along the uh, along the journey. I went to I went I went to a James Brown concert. I don't know what James I was doing. James Brown. Oh, okay. That's a left fielder. That's a ripper. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. It go. was actually pretty good. Yeah. James Brown. Yeah. Is there a bad one? Uh <laughs> well, um, well, let me think. It's it sounds like it's going to be the uh, it's going to be the concert of the century in Australia when Taylor Swift comes here. Yes, I think I think um, you know friendships are falling apart over the acquiring <laughs> <laughs> of tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. You know, so I would hate to think that could be a flop. But uh, my eight year old my eight year old daughter is looking forward to it. My wife's going to take her and. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to get me to go along with it because you know there's something to be said for being involved in a in a in a once in a lifetime opportunity Taylor Swift coming. So I hope that goes as well as everyone expects. If I'm you sure. go, can you take a photo of yourself so I can put it in the paper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. You know what? I'd, I'd like love to. I'd love to pap you at the concert. <laughs> I like. I reckon Emma Friedman's got this like got this thing going here with she's got like some of the young trainers around around Melbourne doing some doing some selfie videos of what they've got running on the day and what might win. Mm. They threw it up on Channel 7 yesterday. It was pretty funny. So maybe you should get some uh, selfie videos of some trainers there at concerts. Actually, at Taylor concert. Yeah, that'd be, be good. That'd yeah. Be gold. Yeah. Does, doesn't Bjorn Baker do that on a Saturday morning at Warwick Farm? Oh, the, the problem with Bjorn Baker, he <laughs> sticks the camera in front of you. Like, you, you like, <laughs> I, don't talk, I don't talk to Bjorn all week. He thinks I'm just starting tipping some horses to him at the trainers' house. <laughs> No, no. He's so good. <laughs> no, no, Bjorn's all right. Bjorn's all right. He's, yeah. um, he, he's, he's, uh, he calls all of he calls he calls all the trainers up and that trainers out at Warwick Farm. He's frenemies. <laughs> he's frenemies. I know. Yeah. Hey, James. Congratulations. Tom Kitten was awesome yesterday. It sounds like he'll be there at Flemington next Saturday. So Melbourne, watch out. You'll see a star colt. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning, James. All right. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Dino.